Yo! Yeah, I just messed that up royally the first time. <laughs> first time. So anyway, uh, a little behind the behind the scenes there, I screwed up the opening. Like very simple opening. Very simple, I, uh, but you know, you know, it happens. So we're here uh, on the twenty eighth. Now we're after uh-huh. after the central once again is over three God. in the All Star game. Uh, it's a hell, real problem. Kind of hella buck. Not, I was like, hopefully he's that bad when we play him in the regular season and maybe the playoffs. Well, he was one of the games. Yeah, he was. It was bad the second period. Um, Flurry had a pretty good uh, first period. Against, yeah, Flurry uh, and Rene were on their game. Yeah, he stopped McDavid. I mean, Rene stopped McDavid like good three or four times on the same shift. So yep. it was good. So Central's out. Petro and Shen, they were okay. I mean, it's it's an All Star game. I'm fine with whatever. I really Petro Petro earned his money last night or the I guess Saturday night in the skills competition. Yeah, he got the the first ever inaugural passing challenge. Uh, Made it look easy. Yeah, 46 seconds and got every one of them. He beat, I believe, I think it was Carlson by like I think nine seconds or yes. something like that. So. Uh, and he got $25,000, which he, in the post game said he's donating that to charity. Uh, nice. So that's awesome. So uh, We are, in fact, a charity, Mr. Petrangelo. Yes, yeah. We, uh, we've uh, been operating in the red for a very, very long, long time. time. We're, we're, we're going on year three or four now. So. Right. So if you would like to give some of that winnings to us, we would love to improve the quality of the podcast. Like a solid, production. solid $200. I mean, yeah, that's all we need. Yeah, we need nothing. Just something just to boost it up just a little bit. A little bit. Anything would be nice. Yeah, the charity. So the Blues Hockey Podcast charity. So we're going to go over a couple of games the Blues had this week before the All-Star break. Yep. And then, obviously, we just kind of told you about the All-Star game, so we don't need to go over that too much. And I think right now the – I will say Atlanta – Metro is winning 3-2. to two. Yes, well, and it's almost about halfway through the second, at least, that I saw Kucherov score right before we went downstairs. So, Blues kind of back on their game. Got Jaden Schwartz back in the second game we're going to talk about. Yep. Which is great. We're, can we just ignore the uh, Phoenix game? Uh, we're going to not go with that because that was an abomination. That, that was uh, bad. I mean, that was... That was rock bottom. Like, there was games we I thought were was. rock... There was games we thought were rock bottom, and then there was games that was actually rock bottom. So we kind of talked about last podcast bad. with uh, Ashley. We talked about uh, Starter Hutton. Get it? Starter. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I stole it from Twitter, so I know I'm not that clever. So, but, so Carter Hutton, once again, is in net for this Ottawa game. A rematch of uh, about five days ago, they mm-hmm. played Ottawa and pretty much thoroughly dominated Ottawa yes. during this these, these six games they had after going into the break. And mm-hmm. right now, uh, they're 3-1 and one going into this game. So, yes. play Ottawa at home. Uh, Carter Hutton is in uh, first period comes around and Vladimir Savoka ties his career high in goals. So what do you think that magic number is his career high in goals? As great as some fans have pumped him up seven, nine, his ninth of the year from Shannon Bortuzzo comes in on basically one-on-one yeah. uh, with the defenseman and shoots low on Craig Anderson and goes low, gets him. Oh, he's going down underneath his left pad. Yep. So nice little play at the 16, 21 mark and the blues win are winning one, nothing. Second period, not much going on. The first period, um, 
you know, it was just it, it was like not a boring game, but just like kind of not, a little. It was back a and very forth. tight checking game. Yeah, the Blues really lock it down after the debacle of the Phoenix game. Oh boy! Uh, so they, uh, yeah, because Carter Hart was pulled after letting three on thirteen. Jake Allen came in and did thirty on thirty two that game, which wasn't bad. So people thought Allen would get the start this game. I was one of them. I did too, and he did not. So um, they went with Star, uh, Carter Hutton still. So, do you think that this is more of uh, Carter Hutton playing well, or do you think this is more of an indictment on Jake Allen by the coaching staff? Ooh, I think it's more Hutton playing well, at least because there's a couple games that he flat out stole during this. If he was just, oh, playing, I agree. If he was playing okay, like. Then I would think it's like if it's like even up like Hutton and Allen are playing about mm-hmm. the same and they're still going with Hutton, then I think that's a kind of an indictment of what's going on. But I think they uh Hutton's the one giving them the chances to win. Every time they've won, it's been except for maybe the uh excuse me, Arizona. We keep saying Phoenix, you know. It's habit. I it's do the same habit. thing. I do so. I mean Arizona game. So they uh yeah, it's, uh, you got to roll with. Uh, he doesn't like the th- hot hand thing, but that's what he is. Right it now. is what it is. It is what it is. The same way they rode Elliot for the, through the playoffs at one year, and actually another year when they rode Elliot through the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so therapy rolls around, and uh, Blues are putting some pressure on. Uh, Perico gets a shot that goes wide around the boards, and Tarasenko comes flying in off the Steps bench. Steps into it. Probably one of the very few times I've seen him score with a slap shot. Yeah. Slaps it from the left side of the eyes, the right side of the goalie. Um, and beats Craig Anderson for his 21st of the year from Pareko and Brodziak at the 6-10 mark of the third period. Yep. And luckily we wrap it up near the end here. Braden Shen gets his 20th of the year from Petrangelo and Steen at the 17-34 mark. The Blues win this one 3-0. Carter Hutton with the shutout. Nothing. A couple maybe solid saves, but nothing where he had – I think he had to stand on his head It was a much. very – The Blues locked this one down after yes. they uh, – we're not playing well. The if you Arizona saw game. any of the footage that Jeremy Rutherford posted from Bad. Sunday's practice, oh, bag skate, <sighs> and that's that's junior level. That's like my, like when we were young and you had to play hockey. Like if you had a bad game, that's the first thing you did. You didn't touch a puck the first half hour of practice because you're just like lines back yeah. and forth. I call them lines because that's all you do is just. Blue line back, red line back. The two blue things, line back, red line back. The two things that Yo did following that game against Arizona that I thought was important was number one, he had the entire team stay in the locker room mm-hmm. uh, and and meet with the press. And I think that's important because it doesn't matter if you're Tarasenko or if you're Tage Thompson or if you're. Um, you know, Vince Dunn or Petrangelo. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like you're part of this team. Yeah, and you're just as accountable as anyone else. And obviously, it's the leaders of this team who have to answer. It is the Petros and the Tarasenkos and Steens and, and guys like that. Um, but I think it's important for the rest of the team to see that um, you know they take the heat. Yeah, and they have to share that responsibility. You know, it's it's easy to share responsibility when you're winning it's easy to to you know duck out the back door when you're losing um so i thought it was a great move that he made the team stay for that and then i thought that sunday's practice was a necessity yep you know yeah uh, that was an interest other interesting thing that day was a season ticket holder like party day so yeah. not only was the practice a bag skate where they got thoroughly worked it was in front of fans. 
Well, and not like just fans, but season ticket holder, the, yep. the people, the loyal of the most loyal of the loyal, who are spending hard-earned cash in there virtually every game. I saw a lot of people posting pictures from it. Um, I wish I would have gone because being a twelve-game plan guy, I, I had the opportunity to go, and I was so disgusted after the game. I was like, I'm not going down, and I kind of wish I would have now. Yeah, because you gotta I'm, like yeah, meet the players afterwards, and there was a Q and A, which um, not much was addressed. It was just kind of. From what I saw, like some people posted videos, and it was, from right. what the, when I watched it, it was really nothing groundbreaking. So they're just kind of lightly talked about the Arizona game. They're like after that game last night, and does said, it oh, concern you as a fan that it seems like this team does the same thing every, every year. year? Yeah, it is. But like, and you've virtually turned over the roster every time too. Like first, people were like saying it was Backus's leadership, and this right. and this, and he's not here. Brower's not here. I mean, like one thing you got. Remember when Stastny came on? He's like, God, this team beats itself up so bad. Every like, every loss, and then he's still here, and the things are still happening. And then the only one you can really point to is Steen, who's been there for all that. Yeah, but one and Berglund, uh, Berglund to a degree. Yeah, so um, yeah, not many. Like Toshi was has been oh, shipped out. You know, yeah. Perron's been shipped out twice. Yeah, so I mean. I you know I don't know what else to like say like it's just an identity thing and then Petrangelo is the other one too who's been there for the whole thing so yeah I, you know I um, so the question is like do those guys those three guys really hold that much influence to influence the team I don't think so. I don't think they do I I will say I think the one thing that we're missing and I think this is where Backus helped is I think Backus was a strong voice in the locker room and I'm not sure. How strong of a voice Petro is? Yeah, he's more just like, come on, guys. Like, I don't know. None of us are there. Yeah, dude, I'm not so there. I could be a hundred percent wrong. For, all, for what we know, I mean, from what I, you could think, the way like he, they present themselves, that's the only way. You can yes. Do. So yeah. the way Backus presents himself seems like he'd be in your face type guy. Yeah. Remember in the past, which somebody posted this article that was three years ago, before years ago now. Excuse me. Um, remember when him and Tarasenko got into it at practice during when they had yeah. one of these things, and after that. Both of them snapped out of it and went into like a score, like scoring streak. So that could be it. Who knows? But you just, it's just everybody's makeup is different. Is the Blues and fragile? I you can say that because Doug Armstrong went on KMOX the next day and says this team does not know how to handle success, which is a pretty damning statement in my opinion. But it's true. And, it, it, it is but very guess true. You put together this team too, man. I know. No, I, look, I agree. I agree with that statement. And at the end of the day, that's on that's on Doug Armstrong. But you can't, like, it's a double-edged sword. Like, it is Doug Armstrong's responsibility to put together the best product he can. Mm-hmm. Now, in doing that. On paper, obviously. On, right. Yeah. In doing so, you go after the best talent available. And there's people who will argue Doug Armstrong's track record. I think if you look at his body of work, he's done a damn good job of bringing good talent into this team without having to give up a ton. Yeah. Do I wish the Backus thing would have broken different? Of course. I would. I, I 100% wish that David Backus was still here. Yeah, and I also, yeah, the same thing, like the only trade I can really look back, there's two trades we can really look back on that were kind of like in retrospect. Yeah, not the greatest. Um, I would say the Oshi trade didn't get enough now because Edith Brower did not stay, which you yeah now and that now, sucks. And now the thing that sucks is now going back if you talk to media people and they kind of said like, yeah, Brower was going to pretty much go back to Calgary no matter what. 
because he was already building a house even when he was in St. Louis. Supposedly, right. supposedly, and that's what has been circulated. I've seen it from yes. some people, but who knows if it's tr- even remotely true. And, and the prospect wise, Copley was gone already, yep. and all he got is the pick. Yeah, and which I couldn't tell you what that pick is, honestly. No. Um, so you're literally looking at not much of an Oshie signs there. Mind you, has Washington gone that far? We've technically gone farther than Washington. Agreed. So well, we've gone just as far. Just we've gone far. to conference today. Yeah. So, I mean, so you're looking at – So, that's I mean, that's a wash trade. And then he signed to a big contract now, which the Blues wouldn't have been able to afford that. Agreed. So, I mean, you're looking at there. And then in the, obviously the Ryan Miller trade. The five, which, the, five, and that's the all five, hindsight. Which is the 5%, which people always – I see people going arms wrong because he's like, well, we're 5% better now. Right. That's what he said back when the trade was made. And obviously, you didn't know Ryan Miller was going to be the way Ryan Miller is. Everybody in hockey gave that trade an A+. Plus. Yeah, because you happened. weren't giving up a ton of stuff. Like, nope. Halak wasn't stopping much, so you weren't going to sign him. Yep. William Carrier, whatever. William Carrier, Carrier. who is now in Vegas. In Vegas. Who doing got picked, fine. And doing fine on the third and fourth line. Yep. He got hurt before he got hurt, but he wasn't um, doing much in Buffalo before that either. But, you know, and again, that's one of those trades where – Stewart immediately got and he got uh, shipped out or Halak immediately got shipped out. Yeah, he didn't. He lasted like two weeks in yep. Buffalo. He went to the Washington. Capitals. No, and he yeah, went, he went to, yeah, you're right. The and Capitals. then he went to the Islanders and he's been and he's still there and he's okay. Yeah. So. Um, but you know, for the most part, I think that he has hit on way more than he hasn't. Case in point, the Yori Laterra for Braden Shen trade. Imagine where this team would be right now if Yori Laterra was if still there. If Yori Laterra was here and Braden Shen wasn't. Doug Armstrong might not have got that contract. Yep. And we might not be, I say, yo would probably still be here, but I think you would look at Doug Armstrong not being extended after this year. And also, remember, we're a year ago this time, we were talking about the Blues better win the Winter Classic to save the season. Yep. That's how bad that team was performing. At the time. And they still made it to the second round, which was shocking to me, to be honest. Yeah, because Jake Allen stood on his head. I, I I know that this team can do it. It just seems like all three aspects of this team can't get on the same page and get hot at the same time. Yeah, it's one or the other. Either goaltending's hot and we can't score, or offense we're scoring is- and our defense is letting people skate by him, or our offense and defense are great and the few shots that the other team do get on goal go in. And then the def- offense and defense get deflated and lose yeah. confidence. So. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't get it, but I, I don't think that you could, you can lay this at Doug Armstrong's feet. I don't think you can yeah. because he has done an exemplary job of bringing in talent. He has, there's not a single person that the blues have said, boy, we wish the exception of one. And I would say that would be, um, um, Jonathan Drouin. I, that was one where the Blues Taylor called Hall. their shot. Or Taylor Hall. Yeah, but that didn't come out until after the fact. Yeah. Like, the Blues went on record and said, we want Jonathan Drew in, and mm-hmm. didn't get him. Yeah. That has rarely happened under Doug Armstrong's watch. Yeah. Usually, so. as soon as Doug Armstrong says, we want this guy. Well, like, for example, Bo Meester, where it was over a year yep. they worked on that trade. Yep. Like, the Shen deal, which he found out, they came to him that Friday, and it happened Saturday or excuse me, Thursday, and it camp happened that Friday night. Yeah. So literally less than 24 hours that deal came together compared to the Bowmeister, which was over a year. Over a year. I, I would, you know, the other one that I would say maybe the Blues missed on and it put him in a bad 
position because I still hold true that it's the only reason we resigned him to what we did is I truly think the Blues were making moves to get Spezza out of Ottawa and we're going to try to sign and trade Berglund to get yeah, him. They, they, and well, then he went to a, Dallas. And then he went to Dallas because the, I don't know the exact reasons that the Blues didn't want to include something extra. Right. Uh, I think those are the only two people that the Blues have come out and said we want and then not got. And then Spezza didn't happen. We almost had Spezza and Stastny in the same offseason because you signed Stastny. Uh-huh. So you almost solved your center problem in like one quick swoop. But they signed, it like it, Spezza's but, lighting but it up in Dallas. He was doing it. He's okay. But, yeah. but their solution was when the Spezza thing came through, who do they get out of the KHL? Yori Laterra. Mm-hmm. That's when he signed the original contract, the little two-year deal before the next deal kicked in, which he's currently right. on in Philadelphia. So we digressed a little bit there, but it was but a I, good, I think good conversation. I think it's something that we needed to address because there's obviously, you know, and I think all the fans are sitting here right now going, what are they going to do? They're, they got to go and get something. Which we'll talk about the big quote-unquote rumor that's out there right now and yep. a couple other things that are out there a little bit later. So um, back into the last game before the break was the Colorado Avalanche. I missed most of this game due to having hockey, but – According to what I heard, the first period, the Blues came out flying. They look great. And that's when Jaden Schwartz is back. Yeah. Weird, uh, huh? I was at this game. Yeah, you were there, so you yeah. were able to say like how great they looked. They came out strong. Um, I believe the first period shots were something like 17 to 8. Correct. That's what I have down. Um, and they spent a lot of that time in the offensive zone. Yeah, I heard. And the funny thing is Schwartz was on the starting lineup, obviously. No. Oh, it wasn't? Not. Okay, well, his first shift. His first he, shift, they went nuts. First shift, he went nuts, and then got a holding penalty 40 seconds into the Yeah, game. he did. So, which was funny. So, anyway, yeah. go ahead. Um, but the Blues came out flying. It, they looked like the team that we saw the first 12 games of the season. So weird. Where they were player. faster than every team. They were beating teams to the corner. The passing was good. The defense was solid. And Carter Hutton, while he didn't have to make crazy saves – made the saves that that were called of him and made them easily. Yeah, like, he didn't, didn't fumble the puck. Yeah. There wasn't any, like, oh, that was a close one. Like, he was a solid goaltender. Yep. So, and the other crazy thing is, the Blues scored two power play goals. So, yeah. Uh, Paul Stasny gets his 11th of the year on the power play for Petrangelo and Berglund. So, Berglund, after a shot from the point, holds the puck in very well. Gets it back to the point of Petrangelo, who walks in about 10, 15 feet, mm-hmm. takes a hard slap shot, hits um, Jonathan Bernier, who's in that, yep. kind of sneaks it to the left left of Bernier. Just sits there at the goal mouth. sits there, and Stassi is behind that, kind of snuck in. Two-foot and just, putt. Yep, tapped it in. The, the one thing I will say uh, against the Blues play this whole game is I saw the return of – Let's pass the puck 14 times to get the perfect shot. Correct. Which uh, I think is a big problem. And it was all game. Both power, except all the one, power plays. Except one, which yeah. we'll talk about. Um, go ahead. But especially in the first and the third, there were so many times where there were odd man rushes. And I don't remember. It's like a three on one. I there heard was on a the, three on I heard one. On the radio and they, they didn't even get a shot. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it on the radio on the way home. Um, so yeah, it was uh, the only one I would bring up is when Tage Thompson was on the power play. I think it was in the second period. Mm-hmm. Um, it was before Shen got his goal. Where uh, no, they were holding the puck in before a power play. Bortuzzo was just feeding uh, Thompson. Thompson fired it, goes wide, comes around yeah. the boards. Bortuzzo gets it, and Thompson just 
fire from the Ovechkin spot, which was yes. like firing yeah. at one yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. He had like two or three uh, in a row. Also, Ovechkin, or I'm sorry, Ovechkin Thompson is now the new TJ Oshie. Can't stay on his feet. Cannot stay on his feet. It's a young guy thing. I don't know. Nice to chew on his mouth guard, though. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, that Shen goal happened right in front of me. So Shen, well, speaking of, gets his uh, power play goal, his twenty first of the year from Steen and Dunn, eleven twenty eight mark. Uh, pretty much a scramble in front of the net, and then Shen curls it. It goes in the corner. He yep. gets control, curls it in the front, and just a very nice screen by Alexander Steen. Let's point yes. that out. As everybody, much crap as we give him. Like, everybody backed off screen. Shen, too. Yeah. because the Top corner on Bernier. Yep. You had Shen took the puck from the corner and curled out to, I would say, even with the dot. Tarasenko slid into the slot. Mm-hmm. So everyone immediately backs off to cover Tarasenko, and there's nobody in front of Braden Shen, and he almost no-looked it into the corner. It was awesome. And it went, like, right under Steen's shoulder, mm-hmm. right into the top. Because he was jumping that. right in front of Bernier, which yeah. was, like, a perfectly timed screen. Unfortunately, the Blues uh, couldn't get the shutout here again. Alexander Kerfoot gets his 12th of the year from Jost and Lindholm at the 1709 mark. It was a shot from the po- on a point or just, like, a one-timer from Jost here. It hits him, and then the puck just falls at the feet of a Carter Hutton who's standing. Yes, and he just and then Kerfoot just jams it by Hutton. There's really nothing he, he could do about mm-hmm. it. So two to one going into the third. Um, little kind of cr- trying times here. The Blues that kind of backed off a little bit here. From I was on the way home uh, listening to this, and it just seems like at times they just backed off. And then um, they played very passive. Yeah, so, they went into what I like to call the prevent defense of yeah, hockey. The cover two, but they, they were not preventing anything. Yeah, because Hutton made some solid. Was, I mean, it wasn't like crazy stuff, but there was a lot of pressure. Colorado there. came in waves. Yeah, because they're very like just wave after wave after wave of attack. Yeah, they would get three or four shots. The Blues would scramble and clear it. Sometimes all the way down the ice, a lot of times to mid ice, and Colorado would immediately regroup and come back in. There are people saying they're deceptively fast. So um, it, they went. Let's put it this way: they went from starting the third period down, I think, eight shots to us, to at one point being up five shots on us. So it's ridiculous that how that was. So. This is an interesting play. So near the end of the game, Bernier is getting pulled. He gets to about the blue line, and then all of a sudden the Blues steal the puck and get control. So he puts the brakes on and starts skating back into the net, and then Saboka, Petrangelo makes a beautiful pass to Saboka, and a two-on-one with Steen. And I thought – I swear had, to God, I thought we were going to have another too many passes. Yeah, because the puck goes over to Steen, who like actually corrals it. And I think this is more Bernier just plain missing it. But he just Bernier's over there. He just but uh, he shoots it right by his head. So I think I made it confusing for Bernier. And Steen gets his tenth of the year yep. from Saboka and Petrangelo at the eighteen forty mark. The Blues win three to one. Alexander Steen for all the crap we've been giving him, and all Blues fans are doing that. Starting to heat up. Six points in the last five games. Uh, playing well, getting some goals now that are non-empty net goals. Yes, though he did have an empty net goal in this time period. But he's been contributing at both ends of the ice, not just defensively. So that is good to see. Uh, I will say, had Saboka held on to that puck for one more second, there's no way Steen would have scored. And the thing I think is he had a better shot than Steen did, technically. Yes, which was, yes. Which was nuts. So, uh, And we talked about, okay, the Blues go to the All-Star break, and they come back to face the Montreal Canadiens on the 30th of January. And then 
couple more games this week where, like I said, these six games come up, they needed to do well. And it looks like if they can do well against Montreal here, they might be set because you got Boston coming up on the first without one of their top players. Brad Marchand will not be in uh, uniform due to get a five game suspension. Then you go to Buffalo. What's your thought on him being allowed to play in the all-star game? I guess I, I get it, but NHL radio brought up a great point. If this was a suspension that happened in November, no one would care about him being in the all-star game. Yeah. It would just be a footnote. So I get it. Yeah, so it's not a big deal. Like, But he's a repeat offender, which is the other thing, too. That's why he got more games than normal. But, uh, like I said, they face. Then they go to Boston and Buffalo, and then they'll start a little homestand coming up. So, like, a lot of central teams coming up. Like, a big week is the f- second week, I guess, first week of uh, February, you want to say? It's going to get Minnesota, ugly. Colorado, then at Winnipeg. That's a big week right there. But all division games. And then the following week, you're at Nashville and at Dallas. So, at Dallas is a very important game for us because we'll get into that. So, we'll do the crazy trade rumor of the week, which uh, I admit I put it out there, too, and I helped spread it and may call it whatever. I said it's a fun rumor to be with. I didn't believe it at all because it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, supposedly, some guy on the radio in Montreal who maybe made this up, maybe said he had connections, who knows, but it made its rounds and Blues fans went nuts. Supposedly, the Blues have offered to – the Montreal Canadiens, not for Max Pacioretty, which you would be thinking. No, no, no. Carey Price, who technically the Blues wanted back in the day against That's the right. Hawks, so which I thought was very interesting. So you know Doug Armstrong has been wanting this guy for a long time. So Carey Price comes to the Blues for the Blues have supposedly offered Jake Allen, Robert Thomas, and a first-round pick. Uh, supposedly Montreal turned that down and said they want Carter Hutton, Robert Thomas and two first rounders. That's the part that I don't know if I believe. That's the part. That's where I'm like, oh, the first pr- trade proposal. I'm like, oh, that's doable, I guess. But the second one, like, no offense to Carter Hutton, like, I agree. Yeah, and two first rounders. Like the Blues wouldn't have a first round until 2020, 2022, because they would have to those two would be gone too. I tell you what, if it was for Carey Price, I might be willing to do that. That's contract killer, though, man. It's a big contract. Eight years, ten and a half mil per. Uh-huh. That's a that's a team killer. I think for a guy Montreal, who, if for what we're giving up, Montreal would have to keep some of that money. Oh, they'd have to. Are you keep less guys, less picks, or whatever? Mm-hmm. So, not happening. But uh, the other, which do you yeah, do you ahead. see Montreal? They'll doing I think, a fire sale. Uh, everybody, I think Pacquiao. They'll do a little like a soft rebuild or whatever they're calling it, reload, rebuild, whatever they yeah. call these nowadays. Like I think Pacioretty will be gone because they can get decent stuff for him because they need to get faster and younger. They don't have nothing on defense. They trade their best defensive prospect for Drew in. Mm-hmm. Mind you, that helped them on offense, but now they're really – Do you think they'll deal price? No. I, I think there's not many teams that can really take that too. Like, Yeah. Uh, and they have to do it this offseason because his next one, it kicks in. I think it has no trade clause. It's going yeah. And has no trade clause on top of that, so he'd have to approve it. So if you're going to do it, it'd be in the offseason – I, some the only place that be that could do it maybe is something like Arizona where they have like God, a ton of cap I'd money. Be so mad if I was Carey Price and you sent me to Arizona yeah, because they don't really have goaltending. They have Ran, Ran, uh, Ranta down there right now, but yeah. who knows if they sign him in the off season? But I, I think it's pretty much he's staying. Like I don't see there's it'd be stupid. That's that's the face of your franchise right there. It's like the Blues trading Tarasenko, right? You know, for picks basically and young guys. I mean, unless. I wouldn't put it. How old is Carey Price now? I would say under. He's under thirty. I know that, but he's upper twenties, right? Yeah. 
I mean, at some point, I can see price going. I don't want to stay. I don't want to be here through a rebuild. Yeah, which we'll go through my next uh, thing. So Larry Brooks of the uh, New York Post, very well respected writer, is mm-hmm. not some crackpot throwing it out there. Said that according to his sources, that uh, James Dolan, who is the person who owns uh, Madison Square Garden or whatever Madison Square Partners, whatever they're called, yeah, who owns the Rangers, um, that they're ready to unload and rebuild and retool, basically. Um, so, so the names that he threw out there was Rick Nash, Michael Grabner, um, Matt Zuccarello, uh, McDonough, Ryan McDonough. Zuccarello's on an expiring contract, correct? No, he has one more year at 4.5. He's the only person I kind of would want out of all those three. Well, technically McDonough, too, but you'd have to give up a, 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 a King's ransom, basically. Yeah. Another person, which, if that, speaking of you're saying if he wants to hang around for a rebuild, reload for a chance to win a cup, Henrik Lundqvist. That dude's on the decline. He's still top five this year, goalie. Ugh. Stat-wise. I mean. You can't. I mean. I, I would I get take your point. him as He's a older. rental. If he didn't. Ha- he, I, I, don't, I did not know his contract without doing some Googling right now. But I don't know, man. I don't know if I would want to sink money. In the hundred, hundred, hundred he's, he's making about he's making like over seven. I know remember that because somebody brought up on uh, Twitter and I was reading about that and I was like he makes seven but he has no trade clause and that's what some I was reading hockey futures because it's fun to look at all of the crazy people on right. There. That's my new asylum. Like for I stopped going to the one on post dispatch because it's gotten to the point of ridiculousness. So I just go to that one so I can see every fan is crazy. I can't Not imagine Lundqvist anywhere but there yeah. but the Rangers. that's me too so i i think he's kind of that's that's like once again face the franchise that's yeah like that's the same way at the price a little different he's older and whatever but if you do that that's a big signal to, to ranger fans like hardcore rangers fans that you're really kind of giving it in because yeah like i don't know their prospects and all that stuff so i don't know how they're doing but I think Zuccarello and McDonough, they're going to require a lot of money. So they yep. sunk a lot of money into Kevin Shattenkirk, who was not doing good this year and actually injured yep. now, uh, yeah. for, at least for the rest of the season. I mean, look, I think you're right. You know, forwards, not to, not to discount forwards, but there are many more good forwards than there are goalies. And I would say that that, Hing, that Lundqvist is to the Rangers what Brodeur was to the Devils. Yeah. Minus the Cups. Yeah, he's just very – very he important. is that franchise. Yeah. So you're going to have to. Which means we're going to have to wait for Lunk was to retire before he becomes the blue. Yeah. Or basically be at the point where he's ready to retire. So. Right. Um, or the team's ready for him to retire. And yeah, he doesn't not. want to. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, one way or another. So out of those guys, my list is all the ones that's out there. Who knows what the Blues are doing. Right. I think something will get done. Yeah, I, don't, I do I don't, too. I don't know if there'll be a top six forward. I don't know if there'll be a bottom six forward. It's going to be one of the two. I just think they're going to address the depth because at the end of the day, when you don't have a Jaden Schwartz type character in the lineup, something is off and you can't do it. Like, yeah, I, guy, I, yeah. A I guy that would fill that in, I think, will be Matt Zuccarello. What you have to give up to get a Matt Zuccarello, I don't know. Right. It, and they have to make it work with money, too. So. You're, I don't know. So that's my thing. Is like you've got they, a year left on Zuccarello's contract. You said yeah, his four? one more year, four point five, which isn't awful. You know, so no, it's workable, especially because you consider you're going to have Stasny coming off the books. You have Stasny, and then like if you if you trade for Zuccarello, you're going to have to give up money. So you're going to have to get, at the end of the day. I keep bringing it up cost you. You're going to have to give up somebody like Saboka just to make the money work. Fine. So he's off for the next two years at three point seven mil. That's great. That's down. And that's at, an eatable expense. And at the end of the day, I think one or two defensemen are going to go in the offseason. Um, they're going to keep them for this year to have the depth, which is yeah. fine. 
Um, I think Gunnarsson or Bo, or Bo Meester or something's going to happen in the offseason. I don't know if it's a trade or a buyout. I think a trade for Gunnarsson, if for Bo Meester, I think that would be a – it hasn't – have never done it, so I don't think that will happen. A buyout. a buyout. But just because in the last three years, the amount of injuries that guy has gone through. I agree, and, and the, that's the, what the, scares and me and the de- And the decline has been really bad. Next year is his last year in the contract, so it's a little more palpable to eat. Yeah. And remember, um, the estimated growth of the um, cap is about $4 million. Yeah. So. I, look, I like Bo Meester, but what you said is, is what scares me is that, you know, this guy was an Iron Man for forever, but it seems like he had that, once he that, had that streak broke. He had that groin injury three years ago, and ever since then, it's just one after another big yeah. injury, and you can't stay healthy. And that, I, I don't, you know, that's not going to get better with age it's gonna get worse yeah so who knows i, I agree and i you know look i i don't mind bo Meester. I, I know there's people out there who hate him and think it's, he it's, it's fat uh, not fact wise but like stat wise it was proven that when he was in the lineup our pk got better yeah because he was the main person on pk yep. so it's at the end of the day if he's a pk specialist great he that's what he's moved in the role he's moved into he's moved Fine. into a third pairing guy from a first and second pairing guy you move down to the second and third i would now. be more than happy to pay him to shut down other teams' power plays and put in ten to twelve minutes a night because at the five end of, on five. Yep. Because then at the end of the day, like guys like Wallman is not ready. Yep. You can't call somebody. No offense to Chris Butler, you can't call somebody, call somebody like Chris Butler up, who's been no. in the AHL last three years for maybe one game here, yep. one game there. So you really don't have that depth on left. You do. You're solid. What's up there right now in Edmondson and Dunn and Bowmeister and Gunnarsson. You have that now. Yeah. Minor league wise, you really don't have much after that. So you really need until you get guys like, um, Mikola, I think his mm-hmm. name is, and some other guys over Wallman, you know, if he works out, he seems to be getting better as the season's gone on. Yeah. So but, I agree, but you're going to have to wait and see. So, uh, we'll go, we're out, kind of wrap it up there and we'll go over to our, uh, once again, remind everybody about our big 100th podcast recording and yeah, watch party. Boy. So Chris wasn't here last week when we made the quote-unquote official announcement on here with Ashley. But, yeah, so we'll be at the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill, and that's at 3133 North Limburg in Maryland Heights, Missouri. 63043 is the zip code. So Google it up. Yep, so we're going to re- – the game is against Dallas Stars that night. It's a Friday night. Against, mm-hmm. It's at 730. They're at Dallas. Yep. So we're going to get there and get set up and start recording by 6.30 and do a quick podcast and meet some people, uh, get people registered for uh, – we got a bunch of prizes to give away. We do. we got tons of podcast shirts. We've got where, – where do we get the mug? Uh, my lovely wife made that. Yeah, can she make another? She's making a bunch, so we're good there. All so, right. yeah, so we're making a bunch of those, the giveaway. And then we'll also have a Chris Pictel has we officially acquired some Vladimir Tarasenko Pops from Play Simple uh, Toys out in St. Peter's. St. Peter's. So, uh, yeah, we're grateful that Dennis was able to donate those to us. So, and yeah, we're going to have, we already have a good chunk of people I know that are coming. It's going to be fun. Record a little bit, say hi to people, give away some stuff, have fun. I believe all three of us will be there. All three of us should be there. It's like, I've, you know, it's at least the plan. So yep. and we'll have a bunch of other people I know. Some people from the other podcast I think are coming there too. Yeah. It looks like so, and some other and a lot of fun will be had. So come out and join us on February sixteenth. Around uh, get there around six six thirty. Get there, get settled in, get ready for the game. Listen to us talk about hockey and stuff. Get some prizes, drink some beer, uh, have some food, 
have some good times. Hopefully the Blues pull a win out against a Central Division rival. We're 2-1 and one against Dallas so far? I'd have to look at the official stats. So I think we beat them at least once off the top of my head. So. I think we've, I think we're 1-0 and oh at home and 1-1 one and one in Big D. Mm, possibly. So I will look into that. So How's my nickname in college? Because uh, you play a lot of defense? Yes. Mm, exactly. So let's see. The Blues won back on, what day is this? December at home, 3 nothing against Dallas. Lost four to two at Dallas on the twenty ninth of December. That must be it then. I thought we'd played them three times. I'm looking. I got to go back to one more. I mean, we won four to two the the second game of the year. Ah, there you go. So two and one, good call. So if you like to get hold of us at the podcast on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL, and Chris is at at Hossapalooza. Ashley's at Ashley Rains. Ashley Rains, excuse me. Uh, Facebook is Blues Hockey Podcast. That's where you'll find like the official podcast event slash invite, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Uh, there. So if you want to get all the information is there. It's also on our website at blueshockeypodcast.net. So I think we have virtually everything covered off the top of my head. I think so. And yeah, it'll be fun. And if we're getting ready, I'm wearing my Bullet Club shirt. Nice. So it's time for a Royal Rumble. We'll do a side thing. Any any big things you think is going to happen tonight? Well, I the one that I was really looking forward to, I heard isn't going to happen, is I heard that Ronda Rousey was supposed to make her debut tonight, but mm. I guess she's filming a movie, or yeah. or so they say. So Maybe they that's, say. The that's the red the herring. Thing. Who knows? And then uh, the other big one was Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan coming back. I would that would I would flip out for that because I'm, I'm you as, might uh, Joe I'll, in public. I'm a, as the as the uh, wrestling smarts call. You're a Mark. I'll Mark. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I would have I would love to see that happen. Or who knows? The other there's a couple of other things floating. We'll out have there. to talk. I, I ignore the internet from like Saturday night. Yeah. Before did Royal you watch uh, Takeover? Yeah, I did. It was real good. The main event was fantastic. That yep. was one of the better main events that I thought was not going to be good at all. That <laughs> was like yeah, I, I agree, was, and it was awesome. Johnny Gargano that close. I knew it was going to happen. I knew Ciampa was going to come back, but I'm glad it was after. It was somewhat of a clean match. Yeah, he didn't come back and screw him there. A lot of NXT there. debuts last night. Yeah, man. EC3. I like him. Ricochet, dude. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, so I do. I'm excited for that. So that's enough dork stuff for you guys. We'll get back for more we'll hockey talk. talk. Off Mike, about how disappointing Raw 25 was. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that. So uh, more hockey talk next week. And uh, yeah, we'll get a roll around. All right. Talk to you guys later. See you.